Want to get your hands on some boxes and line socks? Very, very easy to do. Tell us a little about yourself and our survey, and we'll send you a pair for free. Just go to custom.sockclub.com slash IEX. You won't regret it. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of Boxes and Lines. Boxes I'm here with John Ramsey. I tried to talk through it so that you couldn't hear his Irish accent, but he still jumped in. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> anyway, today we have a very special guest. We got a very positive response uh, to Liquidity a few months ago, who was a uh, thin meme uh, personality. Uh, John Ramsey is going to try and find out who the personality is behind <laughs> our latest thin meme today. Uh, we have a famous guy in the world of fin memes. His name is Arbitrage Andy, which I think not is his real name. name. I'm gonna I'm gonna expect <laughs> not his real name. But mm -hmm. please welcome Arbitrage Andy to our podcast, and we'll kind of kick it off like we usually do and ask some personal questions. Hopefully, <laughs> we won't get a whole ton from this guy. <laughs> Hopefully, we're try. not too personal. We're, we'll try to keep it in bounds here. We're we're, we're, we're going to try, but um, yeah. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for thanks me. for joining us and. I know you know liquidity through like the uh, the internet, but you guys don't even know who each other is. So, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and why and how you got involved in fin memes and what a fin meme is again for folks that didn't hear the liquidity episode? I always have trouble saying liquidity. Yeah. I want to say liquidity. Yeah. Sorry, over to you. Yeah, absolutely. Andy. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, to, to start off, I guess I would say I'm not from this coast, so not not a northeast native by any means mm, um okay. would you say you're from another coast correct a yeah coast? yeah cool. ah, oh okay, okay. so right. now we got west coast yeah. okay that's good yeah, exactly so uh, you know my i guess my my journey so to speak into the world of fin memes has been interesting i attended uh for undergrad college i attended you know an institution i guess in fin meme speak most would call you know a top a top school a target school on the east coast Stuck around to do business school. I was a college athlete for about four to five years. And uh, yeah, coming out of business school, got involved in a particularly niche area of trading, you know, that I don't think you would find uh, in too many places nowadays, especially where, and we can get into it later, where, where arbitrage played a, a pretty large part of what we were doing every day, dealing with, with pretty bespoke and, and derivative uh, products. So uh, that's been my chief experience to date in the financial industry. I'm sort of shifting my focus on uh, you know things that I'm more interested in now, including uh, online sales, e-commerce, you know, digital arbitrage, I like to call it. And so, yeah, that's that's been occupying the you know the majority of my time now. Andy was was sort of conceived as as almost uh, sort of a harmless hobby in the beginning. And, and sort of a way for me to have a creative outlet as I was dealing with, you know, some of those sort of early obstacles, call whatever you want that people deal with in the industry, cold calling, you know, sort of working hard to, to, to build a presence, to build a book. And so, yeah, it was essentially an outlet for, for things that I, you know, didn't want associated with or posted to, to my personal sort of figure. Oh, that's interesting. So, so fin memes and I think liquidity was similar as well. This is kind of a persona you take on while you're in the industry and you want to voice your opinions without people knowing who you are. Is, is that how it works? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting sort of, sort of phenomenon, right? It's like every, every account has their own personal twist to it. Lit and I are pretty close. We, we're, we're, you know, two, two of the, the first five that I would call sort of original accounts that, that first started out and gained some of that momentum. 
obviously he he's seen great growth. I think his strength is is content. He's he's a very creative guy. But uh, but yeah, you know, you sort of take on the personality. The account takes on the personality of of sort of you know who you are in real life, which is interesting. I would very much describe myself, you know, as a salesy guy, a sales professional, big, loud kind of, you know, character. And so it's, it, it is sometimes interesting, right, to hear people's third sort of third party perspective on, on the accounts and sort of the energy that they, that they bring. Well, the anonymity um, definitely gives it an interesting um, kind of appeal. We were talking to Lit about getting some IEX uh, ski masks for the Indian be... folks. We should start handing them out, and then we can yeah, have that, a team that, that photo. would be pretty. That would be pretty epic to have everyone to the office and take a, a, a class photo. Well, definitely maybe our first yeah. day back in the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the bags, yeah. Which is probably you know, we're, rather than a mask, we'll just have a full yeah. paper bag, uh, <laughs> and we'll be both COVID protected, and we'll be able to you know do something good for the podcast. So, what what do you focus on specifically in thin memes? Is it just anything that comes to mind or is there anything that you particularly like target? Yeah. So, so I guess that's, that's an interesting point you just made. I can, I can kind of piggyback on that. Right. You know, the, the, the angle or, or sort of the, um, you know, the characteristics that I try to bring forth are sort of more of the gray areas of finance, right. Where we're dealing with, you know, most people would consider wall street. uh, There's a degree of notoriety, right. That comes with, with the upper echelon of wall street and just making large sums of money in general, right? Whether it's, it's dealing with taxes or, or sourcing or origination, or I guess what we'll sort of delve into later, right? You know, arbitrage, right? Sometimes there's a conflict of interest that arises. So those are things that I, that I like to poke fun at, um, sort of bring light to, right? We have the illegal size mover of the week series, which sort of focuses on, you know, uh, notorious figures in finance and, and in the world of, of sales or business, right. That have, that have come across their fortune in, in maybe particularly unsavory ways. Right. And so those are the elements that, that particularly fascinate me and that I find most amusing. And then I'll of course add in a bit of crass, you know, aura that, that I sort of pulled for myself because I, I generally don't hold back on, on personal opinions. I'm a very opinionated guy. Right. And, uh, and so I'll sprinkle a little bit of that in there as well. Yeah, I noticed on your, your Twitter feed handle, whatever the hell you guys call it, you uh, make fun of the, what do, you, what do you call the slip-on shoes that everyone wears on Wall Street? Oh, the, the, deal, the deal sleds, the bit loafers. The, the deal sleds, oh, yeah. classic. I, I went downstairs and threw out the Ferragamos before this podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm such a fucking sellout. <laughs> You're such a stereotype, Ronan. You're such a freaking cultural stereotype. Yeah, I saw it. I'm just like, oh, no, mm-hmm. say it ain't yeah. so. They're, what do you call it? Deal uh, sleds? Yeah. Deal sleds. Nice yeah, deal, deal sleds. Deal sleds, right? And, and, and you know, you've got your, you've got your <laughs> pair that you've got the most uh, – the most closed deals on. So maybe you pick those out for a big day or whatever. It gives you a little nice. bit of a, you know, a little bit of a swagger in your step. You do a lot of uh, reviews of various uh, vests and other kinds of like uh, corporate attire swag right. of various types. Right. So how did you get into that? Uh, do you, do you get like a, do you get fees from people for like profiling their profiling their wares? Yeah, there, there's, there's certainly, um, you know, there's certainly a monetary mm-hmm. incentive there, right? You can, you know, you can partner with brands, can embed affiliate links, right? And so like, but at the end of the day, uh, JR, right? I mean, these are, these are products that are getting used every day by this demographic. Uh-huh. And so, 
which which adds a bit, right? I mean, I think everybody knows that individual within within the financial industry that's just plain obnoxious, right? Uh-huh. And so, right, it's sort of a little bit of a play on that. I mean, it, it's just how obnoxious can I be, right? Rating rating vests that you're wearing uh, in Midtown New York. But I enjoy it, right? I, I enjoy writing. Um, I enjoy sort of compiling that information together. And I think people get, you know, a, a degree of entertainment out of it, yeah. for sure. And my other question is, are there any openings to you? Are you able to, are you looking for a part? partner in terms of uh, getting it, you know, I asked yeah. Ronan is so, you know, meager in his compensation. For yeah. I don't, I don't think you're gonna, you're, you're good with the pen JR, but you're not going to make more money uh, slinging swag. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, yeah. That you did it on the that. ground floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he you're, you're, yeah. You're way out. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's right. funny. John Ramsey, do you know what they call the vests that all Wall Street people wear? The, the uh, Patagonia? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll tell you a funny no story. So I, I went to prep like about 18 months ago and I walk in and I got my sandwich and she goes, oh, you work on Wall Street, this young girl. And I'm like, I'm like what, what are you talking about? She goes, you got, you got your Midtown uniform on. And I'm like, the fuck are you on about? And as she pointed out that the vests, that's right, right? They call it the Midtown uniform? Yeah, or like a stockbroker wife. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I didn't burn the vest either, but I was a little embarrassed. I have to be honest. <laughs> no, that uh, that that account, man. They took a uh, they took a super strategic angle there, and and you know, look, if I had any advice to someone that was trying to start up one of these accounts, right? You got to find your niche and you got to move quickly. And there's actually another account, Midtown Uniform, that did that very very well. You know, just focusing on that single concept. Oh, okay. So that was that was like a Twitter handle, and they focused on that, and that's what took off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. yeah. I like deal sleds, man. That, that one's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Actually, I, 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 I should tell you, one of, one of my friends brainstormed that several years ago, and I was like, that is, that is going to sell. We need to, we need to you know, smack that on stuff, the phrase deal sleds, and had a second or third degree connection to someone that actually has spent time at IEX, for fun fact for you. Oh, cool. Well, I would imagine that attire in the pandemic era has really sort of shifted over time. If you, because you never can't see anybody, you know, kind of from the waist down. Is that, is that, have you adjusted your uh, kind of like what you look at and how, what you review and what you cover because of changes in, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's a, that's a good point as well. I mean, I would say from a content perspective, right. 2020 has been exceptional so far. You don't have to you don't have to sort of wander far to find content right that is sort of in the moment whether it's pop culture or current events right uh, I think this year's been crazy for everybody I guess uh, to, to that point I've certainly noticed the, the the demographic or the audience become a bit more bipolar at least politically in sort of how they view content right so you have mm-hmm. to tow you have to tow a pretty tight line there in the middle in my opinion right for for fear of, of sort of alienating you know more than half your base. Yeah. What What do you think? Speaking of base, because it's similar to our podcast, we have a lot of people in the industry listen to this. A lot of people outside of the industry. Uh, are your followers mostly in industry, out of industry, and for those out of industry, I always find it interesting why they would have such an interest in something like this, like both our yeah. podcast and what you do. Yeah. No. It's it, like like I said. It's the whole thing is fascinating to me for sure. Cause I'm a relatively easygoing guy. So for me to sort of, you know, sit back and look at it, it's, it's like, what is going on here? <laughs> but, but I will, I will say this, 
the network that I've managed to build with Andy, and, and I mean, this is case in proof here as well, uh, but there's, there are other examples as well. It almost surpasses my real life network, if you can actually believe that. Mm-hmm. And That's before, crazy. yeah, it is crazy. Be- before Andy, I was not a social media guy, right? I was the guy on Facebook with like three photos. You know, one was me holding a fish that I caught when I was 10. And the other one was, you know, uh, some <laughs> random college photo, right? I never used it. Ramsey's going to delete his fishing photo right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to me, it is crazy, right? It really is an example of the power of, of social media. I mean, I, I've spoken, I, I think Lit, Lit mentioned this as well, but I, I've connected with, you know, Bulls Bracket CEOs. I've talked to famous golfers. I mean, it, it, it's just crazy. Like what, you know, who puts you in front of? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I, I, I'm always curious why they would be checking this out. <laughs> yeah. To, to your point, Ronan, I kind of dodged around it. The demographic, uh, the last time I checked by the stats was roughly, I want to say 70% male, 30% female, and almost 90% between the ages of 25 and, and 34. Interesting. So that's very narrowly defined. Would you, are you, are you trying to expand your audience? I mean, coming on this podcast is probably not going to do it, but I'm just uh, curious. As to, yeah. yeah, no, uh, I think uh, obviously you have the, you know, the younger generation that's under, you know, say 23, 24, they're even more tech savvy than, than I am. Right. And, and I don't really consider myself tech savvy every now and then, right. You'll get some, some older folks in there. And, and that's pretty interesting because you know, like I've had, I've had girls I know come up and be like, oh, you know, my dad's a, a managing director at, at BAML or whatever. And he loves this meme that you make. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Never in a million years would I expect, you know, a 55, 60 year old guy who has a million better things to do <laughs> to, to bring that up to you. So I don't know. I, I mean, for, for the time being, right, I, I think 18 to, to 35 is, is certainly the most profitable niche. Mm-hmm as far as, as business goes and, and content goes, right? But no, it, it kind of makes you chuckle, right? When you, when you, you hear that you're tapping into the older, the older yeah. crowd. And profitable. So you, you said e-commerce at the beginning. I saw like some, some swag you're selling, like Enron t-shirts and hats. Is, is, is that where... Is that, is that what you're doing or? Yeah. So, so, you know, here at Andy and company, right. We pride ourselves on sourcing some of the, uh, <laughs> the darkest, darkest product, right. In illiquid markets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, that's been, uh, that's something that lit also discussed, but like content has always come first yeah. or at least I've tried to make it come first. Right. But what I've, what I've found is that if you, if you find a way to sell that notoriety, right. I mean, I, you know, whether it's Enron or Lehman brothers, right. Those are the stories or flash boys. Those are the stories that grip people's imagination, right? People love reading about that stuff Uh, on a sort of a second tier there. People also appreciate, you know, like I said, the notoriety about it. And so I found that there's, there's a market, there's demand for that, right? Whether it's a, you know, a a story I write up a review that, you know, I sprinkle in some, some unsavory language, right? People, people sort of crave that. But no, what I would say is likely the most valuable asset that I've picked up in, in growing this account and, and interacting with the other ones is the blueprint, right? And uh, the, the blueprint for building a presence online, building a following, and, and sort of being able to have that option to, to monetize at a certain point. So, yeah. Let me ask you a question on uh, Wall Street swag, because I'm just curious what you think. Yeah. Next, right. So we, we talked about like the fleeces already. But there's tons of Wall Street uh, swag, and but for the most part, people really love it. And you know, it's it, it's free, 
And a lot of people who love it can absolutely afford to buy their own best. I'm just kind of curious yeah. why on Wall Street, because I've worked in other industries and on Wall Street, it's, it's, it's a really a big cultural thing. Do you have any views on that? Yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, by, by no means am I your, you know, stereotypical white, you know, white shoe Goldman Sachs, you know, associate or vice president. That's, that's not sort of the, the realm that I would classify, you know, myself in. I, I instead opt to basically say, you know, I'm a go-getter, I'm a hustler, and, and I've, I've made it happen any way I can from the very get-go. One thing I will say is that you will find a, a high degree of, of insecure people in finance, um, and, and you'll find people that are in it for the wrong reasons. You know, I wouldn't say wanting to go out and make a ton of money is the, is, is the wrong reason, right? But you'll oftentimes get individuals that are, are hyper-obsessed with material items, right, their image, et cetera. That can be good and bad, right? I mean, sometimes there are people in the industry that you love associating with because you've got shared values. Yep. Other times it can, it can, like I said, become a bit obnoxious. So to, to that point, I, I, I would say that that's, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why this stuff is so popular. People love signaling, right? You know, <laughs> there's, a fa- there's, a, there's an infamous scene in, in uh, my favorite Wall Street movie, Boiler Room right? Where the, the JT Marlin guys show up at the bar and, and the JP Morgan guys come in and they, they're button heads, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, you know, so, so there's always sort of that peacocking present in, in, in finance, you know, who's better than who, what group do you work in? Um, you know, who knows who, what did your family do? Right. So I, I think that's, that's gotta be the, the, the biggest reason, right? That's gotta be the biggest reason for sort of the, you know, showing where you stand in the file and rank, but, um, yeah, those are just my, that's my two cents. Well, I guess we already know what your favorite Wall Street movie is then, because that's like, you know, one of our standard questions. <laughs> I, front, I, I, did a little front, I did a little front running there. Hey, I got yeah, you guys. yeah, a little bit. Well, that's one of my did, favorites. Indeed, but why don't we ask you, what's your second favorite? Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, oh, I saw, I saw this, right? I was thinking about it. Um, you know, I think, I think mo- your average guy would likely say Wolf of Wall Street. I think that's a bit cliche. I mean, it's, it's an yeah. entertaining movie, but... Yeah. Um, uh, after that, man, I, I'd have to say uh, Margin Call. I think Margin Call, Kevin, Kevin yeah. Spacey, right? You can feel the, uh, you know, you can feel how tense it is yeah. in, in in that boardroom uh, when you're watching that movie. It's it's a pretty good one. So Yeah. I saw that, weirdly enough. Uh, I just happened to see that movie when it was on it afterwards. I was working at the SEC at the time. Rob Kazami, who was the head of the enforcement division at the SEC at the time, was in the movie. Right. Was, I asked him afterwards uh, what he thought of it. And he said, yeah, it was kind of entertaining. But all of this kind of like, you know, these these like <clears throat> the, these tortured characters who are having like these really, you know, <laughs> you know, crisis of conscience. He said, you know, I just, I'm not buying it. Um, so right. that's, that's a, yeah, that's the. No, yeah, that, that, that is a good point. I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, depending on, on how you look at it, right, it, you, you may or may not feel sorry for these individuals. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I oftentimes, right, people will point out that, that I, I get excited by chaos or sort of turmoil. And so, and, and in a sick way, I suppose I do. So, in that in that movie, right, the the entire buildup is is pretty entertaining to me. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it had a good good atmospherics for sure. Yeah. How about we talk what? about arbitrage? Uh, where did the name arbitrage come? You keep calling yourself Andy, but I, I love arbitrage, Andy. I'm- Andy Andy derives from um, actually Andy Bernard, the character from The Office. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Yeah, yeah, my daughter loves that show. 
Yeah, the way that he carries himself is is just comical to me. Um, and he he plays sort of like a trust fund Greenwich, Connecticut uh, kid in that in that show. Yeah. And so that that's sort of uh, you know I guess kind of hinting at, at, at the carefree kind of attitude I have you know about this this endeavor. Pretty easygoing. Arbitrage right has a ring to it right. Um, arbitrage Andy at the time, you know, it was, it was sort of a super exotic adjective. I thought at, t- at 24 years old or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and so I threw it in there. Right. And yeah, in, in, in my experience, right. In the trading world, I was trading uh, specifically um, almost everything I was doing was over the counter. And so I was working in uh, an origination role and you know, there were, there were days, uh, the thing I like to liken it to, and, and it does sound cliche, but there's not really a better way for me to describe it, was, you know, if you were an equity salesman in the 70s or 80s, right, buying and selling on the phone at the same time. And and we like to call that, right, like, you, there's a million names, you can call it flow trading, you can call it whatever you want, right, but yeah. you're, you're essentially performing the act of arbitrage as you execute the trade, because you're not going through a centralized exchange. Couple characteristics, right, of, of those types of markets, like they generally tend to be very liquid. They're, they're dark. It's very difficult to find pricing information, right? And so that's why those opportunities arise. You know, I think it's ironic that I'm, I'm talking about this on the IEX podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, those are the issues you guys are out there to solve, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we, we, we talk best, about, God we, knows. We're, 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 we're swinging for the fences, but we'll see. But yeah, we're, we kind of look at it more from a Arbitrage can be both good and bad, or you can at a minimum say there's unnecessary arbitrage, you know, structural arbitrage and people just being faster than the next person with no discernible difference, you know, whose sole strategy is be the fastest. Uh, What we've tried to do is extract that from people interacting on our market. Yeah. And look, I would, you know, I, I think I agree with you guys. Like, you know, Flash Boys has been one of the more enjoyable reads I've, I've done in the past several years and, and those sort of themes, you know, I appreciate those themes. I, I think actually now more than ever in this current market, I think some of these themes are coming, you know, they're coming more to light, right? It's, it's people are, people are wondering, is this market synthetic? Is this, is this being propped up? Is this benefiting, you know, a very small number of people, you know, while the retail folks get, get particularly reckless yeah. in, in, in certain cases. Right. But yeah, look, I mean, most markets tend to, to, you know, they only get more efficient, right? Trading never gets easier. It, it always gets harder in almost every sort of role you would be in. And so that, that was mainly, you know, sort of the, the area that I was operating in, right? Like a very, very pioneer market, you know, where, where most of the trades could be done in that manner. And so it, it, it was a great experience, right? It, it was a way to learn how trading and markets function at like a very, very primal level, very dumbed down level. Cool. So what, what we're going to leave you with, we have our own very, uh, our very own swag that we're very proud of. And, <laughs> and we, we give our guests a pair of IEX socks. And yeah. when we first developed them, I no, thought don't we give it a mind. shit review. If yeah, you, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Andy, go, go easy on the socks. Yeah. Try them on. They're very comfortable. Yeah. We have yeah, both yeah. colorful and black and white socks, but, uh, mm-hmm. You'll be representing the boxes and lines. And I want to hear you come back and say you went to Pret and ordered a sandwich and someone asked you if those are boxes and line socks. Yeah. That means we've, that's, that means we've made it, John. That means we've, yeah. Yeah, is this, is, is, is this, the, is this beginning of a, uh, 
a, a sort of a venture for you guys into into this market space? Yeah, we're going to take the sock world by crazy. Well, cause... I don't know. We'll see. It depends on what, you know, if there's <laughs> money in it for us, then, you know, sure. Yes. Yeah, we can't wait to to see you back, either in the podcast or in the office with a bag over your head, and uh, we'll plan on it. Yeah, we, we appreciate you being on the podcast. You're really easy to talk to. I think maybe what we should do is think of getting lit and you on the same podcast one of these times because people are very interested in this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And John and I will get there. We'll get there. Yeah, you can do a meme duel. You can like, you know, kind of like we'll have a competition. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can maybe we can pit them against one another, John. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Uh, you know, button heads. It can be. Yeah, no, I understand. We're just Come on. To create some excitement <laughs> here. People yeah. like car crashes. They Collaboration like when we retire. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> well, listen, man. We really appreciate you being on. It's been a been a good chat, and we'll we definitely would like to stay in touch. Yeah, absolutely. and socks will be on the way. Absolutely, gentlemen. <laughs> I appreciate it. Have a uh, have a good night. Thank right, you take, so much. The, the, we'll the, see you the, again the, on boxes and lines this time. <laughs> Oh, God, why did someone say they like that accent? <laughs> Jesus. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational and educational purposes only. And IEX Group, Inc. and its affiliates do not make any representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this podcast. Nothing in this podcast constitutes a solicitation or offer to buy or sell any securities, or provide any investment advice or service. Some portions of the preceding conversations may have been edited for length or clarity. Copyright IEX Group, Inc., all rights reserved.